Okay, can you, uh, can you pop your hand up if you haven't yet got a little something, if you haven't got a sweet? Are we just about, has everyone just about got one then? Wonderful, wonderful. So just as that finishes up, like we said, today we are thinking about generosity. And there is a story in the Bible uh, from the Old Testament that I think has got a lot to tell us about this. It takes place many, many years ago. And it starts with a woman in a place called Zarephath. Oh, here she is. Here she is now. Now, we don't know this lady's name. But we do know some quite important things about her. We know that she was a mum. She had a little boy that she loved, oh, with every little bit of her heart. And we also know that she was a widow. And that means that her husband had really sadly died. And now it was just her and her little boy. You know, life was really, really hard for this lady here. It would have been hard enough trying to support her and her son with no husband to provide for them. But things were even tougher because, you see, there'd been no rain in Zarephath for a really, really long time. And without the rain, the crops couldn't grow. And when the crops can't grow, well, it means it just isn't enough food to go around. I wonder, how do you think this lady might be feeling? Just turn to the person next to you. How do you think she's feeling right now? All right, everyone. Now... This lady from uh, Zarephath, she's not the only person in our story today. Uh, Now, where could he be? Oh, oh, there he is. Okay, here he comes. This is Elijah. Now, Elijah is a prophet. And prophets are people who listen to God and pass on his messages to his people. And Elijah, well, he is pretty hungry. Like I say, there there hasn't been a lot of food around. But God has a plan. Shall we hear the story now? The word of the Lord came to him. That's Elijah. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked... Would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I might have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called... And bring me, please, a piece of bread 
As surely as the Lord your God lives, I don't have any bread. She replied. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you've said. But first, make a small loaf for me and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not run out and the, jar of, the jug of oil will not run dry until the Lord sends the rains. Wow. Just take a moment there. Thank you very much. <laughs> How do you think you would have felt if you were the lady? What decision would you have made? Have a moment to chat to the person next to you. Well, shall we see what happens next? Because the Bible says that the lady agreed. She went home and she got out her ingredients. Wow, she was right. She really does only have a tiny bit of flour and a teeny bit of oil. But she mixed it together and she made some bread to give to Elijah. But, and this is the amazing part, she found that after making the bread, there was still flour and there was still oil. In fact, day after day, she made bread for Elijah and for her son and for her and the flour was not used up and the oil did not run dry, just as God has promised. How amazing is that? It's brilliant, isn't it? Let's just have a round of applause for the people who helped with that. So we're celebrating generosity today because actually Harvest, our Harvest service, is a great time to stop and think about just how good God is, how generous God is to all of us. And so far we've been singing about God's generosity and and we've been saying thank you to God and that is brilliant. And of course Harvest is also a time for us to be generous in turn. Um, We remember that, you know, God is generous and we as his children are called to be generous too. In our game, we thought about all the things that we can be generous with. We can be generous with the things that we have, with the time that we have, with the talents that we have. And a little bit later, we're going to be really very practically generous because we're going to bring our offerings for the food bank. And when we look in the Bible, actually, there's so much that the Bible says about being generous. And there are so many examples of generosity. And this story that comes from 1 Kings is just one of them. You know, we see straight away, don't we, how generous God is. We have this lady who literally has nothing. We see Elijah who really needs something too. And God 
provides for them in just a truly astounding and miraculous way. But I think that this story also reminds us of something really important about how we go about being generous to others. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read this story, there was quite a big, with so many big questions this morning, quite a big question that sprang to my mind. And it's this, when God wanted to look after Elijah, why did he send him to a woman who had next to nothing? Why did he go and say, go to, go to the widow? Because if you think about it, you know, when we need something, we usually go to someone who has a lot of that stuff, yeah? Because, you know, there's more of an expectation they'll actually be able to help us out. So surely it kind of makes sense for Elijah, in a time when there's not a lot of things around, to go to someone who has big barns full of surplus stuff, But God sends Elijah to someone who is in literally the opposite situation, someone who has virtually nothing. The Bible tells us that God has picked her to help Elijah. Why? Well, I don't doubt that God wanted to teach Elijah and the lady something quite important, something that we can learn too as we read this story something important about who he is. You know, first, we see clearly nothing is impossible for God. He's very, very much in the business of making a lot out of a little, something that actually we see throughout the Bible. And second, I think we learn about God just how much he cares. Through this miracle with the flour and the oil, This lady discovers firsthand that God knows her, that God sees her, that God really cares for her and her family. And I just have absolutely no doubt that that was a lesson that she really needed to learn at that moment, given everything she was facing. But I wonder if there's another reason why God sent Elijah to this particular lady, and one that, to my mind, actually makes her quite an unsung hero of the Bible. Because you see this wonderful woman, she'd nearly run out of the flour and she'd nearly run out of the oil. And actually, as we can tell by her really heartbreaking speech, she'd nearly run out of hope too. But there was a couple of things that she had not run out of. She had not run out of kindness and she hadn't run out of courage. When Elijah asked her for food, she said, yes. She bravely chose to trust that God would provide her with all she needed and that his promise not to leave her without would come true. It's a brave thing to do. It's a really generous thing to do. Which makes me think, I wonder if God picked this particular lady because he knew the kindness that she had in her heart. She was generous with what she had, even though she didn't have a lot. And I think her example teaches us a really important lesson about generosity. Namely, that there is more to being generous than simply having a lot to give. That generosity is an attitude before it is an action. And that when it comes to being generous, it's not about what we have in our hands as much as what we have in our hearts.
You know, we know that God is generous. We've been singing a lot about it this morning. He's generous. He gives to all of us. And we know that God loves it when we're generous too, because that way the world gets to see and share in his love. But as I've pondered this, it seems to me that we don't become generous people just by having a lot of stuff. And I'm pretty sure we don't get to be generous people just by being told that we ought to be generous. We become generous people when God's own kindness grows inside us. Now, there is a question I have, particularly for our superstars and trailblazers. So if you're a superstar and a trailblazer, listen up now. Paul, I need you to get a microphone here. Because over the last few weeks, we have been thinking about the fruit of the Spirit in our groups. And that basically, the fruit of the Spirit is this nice long list in Galatians 5 that describes what God is like and what he wants to make us like as we invite him to. So who can remember what are the things that we've learned? What bits of the fruit of the Spirit have we found out about, about over the last few weeks? Paul, can you see some people with their hands up? We've learned about peace. Peace, brilliant. When God's Spirit is with us, he grows peace in us. Joy. Joy. When God's Spirit is with us, he grows joy. Patience. Patience, very good. When God's spirit is with us, he grows patience. Love. Love, very good. good now we've just done four, so that is everything. Round of applause for everyone remembering that. And do you know what? As it turns out, the next one on the list is kindness. The Bible says that when we ask God to be in our hearts by his spirit, he grows his kindness in us. And this is where generosity really begins with us opening our hearts to him. And the more we open our hearts to him, the more he opens our eyes to, to see what we have that can be used to help others and how we can do that. And actually, I think that's kind of all that we need, you know? I mean, we might wonder if we actually have enough stuff to be generous, just like the widow did. But listen, we have this wonderful promise that's written in the Bible. It was written to a church who wanted to give to some people in need. There's this promise. God can give you more blessings than you need. Then you will always have plenty of everything. You will have enough to give to every good work. What a fantastic verse that is. What an amazing promise. It basically says, when we listen to God, when we follow his prompting to be generous, whether that's with our money or our time or any of the other things that we have, God will make sure that we always have enough to make that happen. Just like he did for that wonderful widow in Zarephath. And it doesn't actually matter how much we think we have or don't have, because afterwards, we saw in the story, God is very good at doing a lot with a little. All that matters is that we say yes to giving whatever God is calling us to give. And that's just about all I have to say, really. Uh, this morning, I know we've brought some things that we're going to donate to Food Bank, and that is brilliant, and we are going to do that very soon. But I do feel maybe there's something else that God wants us to give, even more than our tins of beans and packets of pasta. And that's our hearts. Because when we give our hearts, that's when we really get to see 
what big things God can do with the little we have in order to bless the world. Shall we pray? <laughs> Let's pray. Thank you, God, that you are kind and generous. Thank you for all the wonderful things you give to us each and every day. We want to be people who are generous, just like you are generous. People who say yes to sharing your love with the world. So we give you our hearts this morning. Take them and fill them with your spirit so that we're ready to share your goodness and kindness with those who need it. Amen.